make yourself comfortable and start to feel your body relax and go all floppy and it feels like it's sinking down into the bed beneath you. As you relax, you start to pay attention to the natural rhythm of your breath as it goes in and out, as your belly rises and falls and you start to make your breathing a little bit deeper now and as you breathe in you imagine that you're breathing in everything that's good and makes you feel happy all the happy memories that you have everything that you're grateful for and all sorts of positive energy and as you breathe out you let go of anything that you don't need to hold on to any negativity any worry any memories that don't make you feel good so take a big deep breath in now and breathe in everything good and then breathe out anything not so good breathe in happiness and joy and breathe out worry and stress let go of anything that isn't yours and feel your body relaxing into a state of calm and peaceful happiness when you're ready shut your eyes and get ready for an exciting magical adventure in your imagination as you breathe in one more deep breath and breathe out you find yourself standing on top of a tall hill looking out over a luscious green land in the distance you can see more hills and mountains you can see forests you can see rivers and waterfalls and as you look out as far as the eye can see past the mountains you can see the ocean suddenly something dashes around you quickly and flutters up in front of your face it's a fairy this fairy is wearing clothes made out of petals like a lot of other fairies but she's wearing pants and a top her pants are purple very bright purple and her top is white and on top of her head she wears a little helmet sort of like what we in the human world have for riding horses the fairy has a big grin on her face and she tells you that she has a surprise for you today and did you want to come with her and see the surprise 
You nod. Of course you do. Of course you want to go with this fairy and see what her surprise is. She makes a whistle sound with her mouth by placing the small finger of each of her hands into her mouth. Have you ever seen people whistle like that? And with a big whoosh, suddenly in front of you appears a carriage. And this carriage is being pulled by two unicorns. The fairy opens the door for you and you climb into the carriage. She flies in and hovers beside you. She asks your name and you tell her. And she tells you that her name is Ostara. And she is very excited for you to see what she has planned for you today. The unicorns fly the carriage up into the sky and then you whoosh down into the valley below. You watch out the window as you see houses and buildings below. And then the carriage takes a big left turn over towards the forest. It lands you down into a small clearing and Ostara opens the door and flies out. You follow her and as you step out of the carriage, you can see a small stables. It's fairy sized, of course, and Ostara tells you that this is where they keep their animals. They're working animals that the fairies can fly on. Of course, fairies do have wings, but sometimes they have the help of animals so they can do special work, special missions, or go further than fairies can usually fly without a rest. You follow Astara closer over to the stables and you peek into each of the little sections. In the first little section, or stable, you can see big frog. It's staring back at you with great big beady eyes and a huge froggy smile. In the stable next to it, you see a dragonfly. It's bright blue and its eyes, if you look closely because it's much smaller than the frog, are special insect eyes. So they have lots of different eyes on each eye. It's quite interesting to look at. In the next stable is a mouse and in the next is a snail. You find that interesting because you thought snails go quite slowly. You ask Ostara and she says, oh yes, but snails can stick onto things. They can take you up walls and things like that. They're quite useful. In the very last stable is a lizard. It's bright red with blue spots and it looks at you and flicks out its little lizard tongue with a grin. You ask Ostara if these animals are happy to be in these stables like this. You thought animals didn't like to be locked up. Oh no, Ostara laughs. These animals aren't locked up, they can come out anytime they like. And if you have another look, you'll see that they are quite comfortable in there. They have everything they need 
It's just like a little lounge room that they hang out in when they might be needed for work but were not out on a mission. They go home to their own houses at the end of the day. As you peek in again, you see that the lizard has a heat light and is lying on a rock and has a bowl of insects in front of it for eating and a bowl of water as well. You look into the snail's stable and you can't see much there because I suppose snails don't need much but there are some rocks and grass. The mouse has some hay to nest in and lots of food to eat. There are bits of fruit like apples and even some cheese as a treat. Oh and some berries too. You think that mice probably love berries. In the dragonfly's stable there is the tiniest little pond and the dragonfly is sitting on a rock. It has a little bowl of insects to eat. And in the frog's stable you see that the ground is all wet and suddenly there is a spray of water from above. Oh, of course, they're keeping the frog nice and wet. You can see now that there are lots of little flies being sent out from a special little machine thing. And as the fly shoots out, the frog snaps out its tongue and catches it. Oh, you can see now that these animals are probably very happy. Ostara seems to know what you're thinking and she says, These animals are very happy here. They have volunteered to help us. They don't have to be here and they can go home anytime they like, really. But they help us look after the nature in the valley. And anything that, that needs doing or fixing or anyone that needs helping they like to help they're our friends and we help them too and when we ride with them or if we ride on their backs they're quite happy to do so it doesn't hurt them and we have lots of fun together it's an adventure for us and for them if you would like to they would probably be happy to take you for a ride you? A human? You're quite confused and Ostara can see the confused look on your face. Because you're much bigger than these animals, how would you ever ride them? Oh, Ostara laughs. Of course, I would use my magic to shrink you down first. Please don't sit on any of these animals while you're human sized. You might just squish them. Oh, you laugh. Shrinking down? Well, that would be an adventure. You tell her that you would like to do that. And she takes out a little wand and waves it towards you. And you can see the glow and the shimmer and the shine as the magical light comes out from her wand and starts to swirl around your body. Everything around you starts to get larger, the trees stretch up into the sky and the stables get bigger and bigger in front of you until they are the size of normal stables. But now Ostara is not the size of a normal fairy, she's the size of a human. 
Well, you suppose she's not really, she's still as small as she was before, but now compared to you, that's what she looks like. And the frog, as you peek into the stables, is huge, it's as big as a car. Well again, it's probably the same size, it's just that you're smaller, so in comparison that's how big it seems to you. Which animal would you like to ride, says Ostara. Oh well, it's quite difficult to choose. You um, and you ah, uh, and Ostara says, well, do you know what? You can always come back another day, and we can go on another adventure on a different animal. Or the same one, if you like. Alright, well you decide to ride on the frog because that is the first animal and it's the one you are standing in front of. Ostara leans over the stable door and she asks the frog if that would be alright. The frog gives a large croak and a smile in response. And you think that might mean yes, especially as Ostara opens up the stable door and flies in. You follow her, and you watch as she takes down a saddle that has been hanging on the wall, and she places it over the frog, and does up all the straps and everything. You can see that it has stirrups, just like horses do, well horse saddles do, in the human world, and it has some reins as well. You suppose it's important to hold on and to have somewhere to put your legs? because that's what makes things safe. Without the saddle, you would probably just slip off the frog's back because they are a bit slimy. Ostara tells you to climb on now. You put one foot in the stirrups and then swing your other leg over to the other side. You hold onto the reins and the frog gives a big croak. Ostara says, are you ready? And you say, yes. The frog takes some few, a few shuffly steps out of the stable and onto the grass. And then suddenly it gives a great big leap up into the air. Whoa! Whoosh! The air goes past you. And then as you land back down on the ground with a thump, the frog takes another jump. Up and down, up and down you go. And Astara flies along beside you as fast as she can because this frog goes quite far with every leap. You do this for a little while now, the frog hopping up and down through the forest, the air whooshing past you as it does. And it's really great fun. The frog hops up onto a tree and sticks its hands on and starts hopping up the tree now and up onto a branch so you can see down to the view below. Ostara flutters beside you. It's a lovely view, isn't it? She says. It doesn't stretch quite as far as the view from up the mountain, but it's a beautiful view of this little clearing and the stables in the distance and the luscious grass below. You agree that things do look different when you're smaller. The tree you are in seems massive, as big as a skyscraper in a big city. Blades of grass 
and flowers are huge too. You hopped past a few before and they were towering above you. Ostara asks if you're ready to go back now. And you are. So the frog hops down the tree slowly and you go back the same way, taking those big jumps up and down, up and down, the air whooshing past, back to the stable where you carefully climb off and Ostara takes the saddle off the frog and you go back out into the clearing. Ostara offers you a drink before it's time to go. A hot tea or a warm milk. She hands you a cup of whatever it is that you would like. It seemed to come out of nowhere and you think she must have magicked it. And you sip on the warm drink. And when you are done, Ostara suggests that you lie down on some mossy grass nearby and make yourself comfortable. The sun is shining down on this mossy bed and it's quite warm here. She tells you to just close your eyes and start to breathe a bit deeper now. And as you lie here, she will magic you back to your normal size. And as you deepen your breath, you sink down into the moss. You hear the whispers of Ostara saying that she had lots of fun and you can come back anytime in your imagination. And you start to drift back to your human body, resting in your very own bed. You wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, and are now back in the human world, ready to go on an adventure in your imagination another time. For now, you drift off to sleep. Have sweet dreams. Good night. <laughs>